Welcome to Season 4 of Trying Our Best, a mother-daughter pop culture podcast. Hi, I'm Michelle. And I'm Ayla. And today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 6 of The Good Place. Um, so where we start, Michael is walking into um, Janet's void, where um, we see bad Janet in a box because remember um they found her and exposed her as not the good janet but the bad janet so they have been keeping her prisoner and captive in that box so we find out that six months have passed which means that they are halfway through this experiment where they have a year to get all four humans to improve and michael is going to tell janet a story but he says that they have failed to get her to see things their way so when the story is over he is going to get rid of her implying that he's going to marbleize her and that bad janet will be gone forever bad janet being bad janet acts unfazed by this and just makes fun of him as he tries to tell the story but the story is about what has happened in the past week of the experiment started with a skiing trip they, they had just gotten back from this skiing trip everyone was alive so that was good and um they were talking about how they had all improved on that trip and um brent was doing a lot better because remember he was the worst of them and he was just a mess was he was like the it's like a really, really bad Eleanor. Yeah, I mean, at least Eleanor had self-awareness when she was doing bad things. He seems to completely lack that. And so in the we find out that during the trip, um, Simone had beat him at a card game, and he didn't flip the table and storm off. He just stormed off, and he later congratulated her. But they have to wonder if he's only doing that because he still thinks that if he earns enough points, he'll get into the best place. And so they're still wondering about his motivations. But as they say, they need to change the behavior first, and then they'll worry about motivations later. That's kind of the blueprint that worked with Eleanor, so they're hoping it will work with others as well. So everything's going great, except this is a TV show, and things can never just go great in TV shows. Something has to go terribly wrong. And indeed it does. Brent writes a book. A novel. Half, um... Half murder mystery, half spies, half submarine adventure, something like that. There are a lot of halves. <laughs> so, um, um, I remember that he wrote these really hateful things, and um, he based the book off of people and um, his life, and he wrote really mean things about them. So he has insulted Tahani. He has definitely insulted Simone, who's really mad about this book. He's insulted Chidi. And Eleanor and Michael are kind of in a panic because everybody's so upset with Brent that they think it's going to really tank their plans. And so the first thing that we really want to dive into here is Simone's response to that and how Eleanor and Michael are kind of putting more pressure on Simone to not respond to Brent than they are Brent to do better. So Simone is very, very upset, and she's making fun of the book, and she kind of gets Tahani into it too because Brent has definitely not been kind to. He's being very sexist, he's being misogynistic, he's being racist, 
And so they're laughing about this book and Eleanor comes up and he's, she's like, oh, you know, can you all just maybe give Brent a break and try to say nice things about his book and just basically telling him to kind of treat him very carefully, walk on eggshells around him, don't do anything to make him mad. And Simone goes, why should I? Why should I do anything nice for him? He's terrible and he's the, why am I still having to deal with that? this? I'm in the good place because, you know, she doesn't know it's an experiment. Why do I still have to deal with racism and misogyny and sexism? Why is this still happening? And I think those are some pretty valid points. This does make me wonder if these things happen in the real good place. What if it's all a scam or something? That would be really cool. But anyway, uh, I kind of disagree with you because um, I don't think they're kind of just walking around eggshells um, for Brent. I think they're, um, I think they're trying to, because like if Simone doesn't is gets all mad, then that really just makes the situation worse. They're trying to fix it. They're just worried about Simone because it's going to be hard for them to fix it. Simone's trying to do it herself. So what I hear you saying is, is they're expecting Simone to do more work than Brent just because Simone's a better person who is more reflective than Brent. But Simone's like, I'm tired of carrying the weight of my responsibility and Brent's responsibility. Why can't he be responsible for himself? And I think that, again, that's... That's valid. And I think Eleanor thinks so, too, because she goes, well, I'm going to have to go consult some ancient scrolls. She doesn't really have an answer for why Simone should have to do the work rather than Brent. Now, they are also trying to get Brent to change. What are they doing there? Also, I'm with you on that all the way. Like, what is happening and what Simone is being, like, asked to do is not okay. What Brent is doing is also not okay. Don't let people treat you like that. But they are trying to fix Brent. Um, they've asked Michael to go and golf with him. And they're out golfing together. But um, And Brent gets this perfect score. And he's like, hole in one, yeah, I'm awesome. And um, then he tries it with like um, a different golf what are they called? Sw- swatter? <laughs> She's called a golf club a swatter. <laughs> um, a golf bat? Club. Club? <laughs> yeah, a golf club. He, he took, he, he messed with a golf club. Um, and then Brent missed. And he was all like, Michael, you sneezed. When Michael did not sneeze, because he physically cannot sneeze but he kept going on about like how somebody sneezed and somebody messed him up it was not his fault it it had nothing to do with lack of skill or anything someone sneezed and michael really points to i mean this is a huge weakness for brent if something goes wrong it's always somebody else's fault in brent's world because any admission of even the tiniest mistake he sees as some sort of personal failure, whereas Michael's trying to get him to say, 
The failure is in not being able to admit that you've made a mistake. The failure is in not being able to make changes. Um, And he keeps using the golf metaphor of like the shot that matters is the next one, right? You can't undo what you've done in the past, but you can decide what you do next. So if you reflect on the mistakes you've made, you can change your behavior. And so they are subtly trying to get Brent to, you know, maybe go make amends and give an apology. But they really, in my opinion, are putting more pressure on Simone to, because, I mean, they're just flat out telling Simone, you need to be nice to Brent. Whereas, you know, with Brent, they're very carefully still stroking his ego and making him feel okay about it and trying to coax him into apologizing so that he can be the bigger man. And I just feel like there's a lot of coddling for Brent. We we treat him very gently because he explodes so easily. Welcome back to this later. Right now we're going to talk about our question of the day. So we need to do a little bit of work to set up our question of the day. Remember, Michael is telling this entire story to Bad Janet while she's in, trapped in Good Janet's void. And and it's kind of going back and forth between the story of the humans and then we see Michael and Bad Janet. And Bad Janet keeps kind of interjecting with her opinion about this story. And what is it? Blech. This entire experiment is bullcrap. She does not care. All humans suck. What are they doing? It's a very nice bad Janet impression. So she reminds Michael that she knows everything because she's she's a Janet. So she has all of the knowledge of the universe in her mind. And so she says, I know what humans are doing right now. And she starts listing off a bunch of the terrible things like wars and um, the people at Apple making a new charger design so that we have to get different chargers the next time we get phones. And basically just that we are sort of garbage, that people are bad, and that's her overall thing, that we are bad to the bone. Oh, so why is Apple doing this? Like, why can't we just have charger cords? To to be fair, Bad Janet made a good point. So ultimately, she's kind of making fun of Michael for having hope. She's like, where... Where does this hope come from? They have not done anything to justify your hope in them. They're terrible. We have plenty of evidence that they're terrible. Why are you hoping? And that brings us to our question of the day. So our question of the day is, is being hopeful foolish? So pause the podcast, think about it, talk about it, maybe even write about it, and then come back. So is it foolish to be hopeful? This is a question that is really important to me right now because I feel like as we're recording this, we are entering the third year of a pandemic. We're in the middle of another wave. In fact, you may have noticed that we missed a week in our schedule of putting out these podcasts, and that's because we got sick with COVID, even though we've been doing, we canceled all of our plans, we haven't been seeing people, and we still got it. And so it's really hard to feel hopeful right now. Things have been really kind of dark and pessimistic for a long time. And maybe it is sort of foolish to be hopeful. Is there something to be said for that? What do you think, Ayla? No. I think you should always be hopeful because 
Think about how much sooner we would have gotten COVID if we weren't hopeful that we wouldn't get COVID. Because if we were hopeful that we wouldn't get COVID, then we are... We wouldn't have been careful. We wouldn't have tried to take care. Like you know, we got vaccines. We were wearing masks. We we did we did everything we could. We would have just been going to parties. We would have gotten really sick and stuff. Well, and I mean, I think that our hopefulness also made us. You know, we were really careful as soon as we found out to isolate and make sure we stayed away from people because we're hopeful not just for ourselves but for the world at large. We want to try to to do the best we can to take care of other people as well. If you're not hopeful, you might not get into the good place. Is that the only reason you're doing it? Because I think that that doesn't count. Really, Mom? Because if the good place has taught us anything, I think it's that it does count. Ha, ha, ha. All right. Um, (laughs) Ayla's bad puns aside, we are talking about whether or not it is foolish to be hopeful. And I have noticed that a lot of media right now, like a lot of TV shows and even songs and movies, are kind of tipping towards nihilism, which is kind of an absence of hope, a belief in nothing, that nothing matters. And I think that that's sort of a collective feeling that's in the air right now that, ugh, let's just throw our hands up and give up. And I am just, I I can't get on board with that because I really believe that being hopeful is a choice that you make. It's not just a feeling you get to decide based on what the current conditions are. It is about whether or not you believe that you can continue to take action in the world, that you can continue to make changes in the world. And I think that if we lose hope, then we are shirking our responsibilities to try to make things better. Um, I, I don't really listen to music that's all nihilistic. I either listen to music that's like been made four years ago, or music that are like, do you know what? This is awful. But hey, let's have a party. Because that's, the, I like the feel of that music, even though that's probably shouldn't what we should be doing right now. But still, oh, we, we can listen to music. We can have the party as long as it's safe, you know. We can, we can hook up the Zoom and have the party. Zoom party. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, listen to happy music. Also, the world has too many love songs. Why are we only writing love songs? Throw songs about parties. Stay tuned for Ayla's spinoff podcast where she just rants about all of the romance than any media because that that seems to be her MO. Um, But so, I mean, I definitely don't think it's foolish to be hopeful. In fact, I think it is irresponsible to lose hope. I think that we have a responsibility to maintain our hope even when it's at its weakest. Maybe that's when we have the most responsibility for it. It's like a little plant that we're carrying around and if we don't water it and make sure it gets sunshine and make sure that it grows it could wither and die and it's our responsibility to keep it alive so back to the show we're gonna see if michael um michael's hope and faith is the right choice here And it turns out that he's having to put a lot of hope into this situation because it is not looking good. In fact, um, Eleanor finally says, you know what, Simone is right. She's not the problem. Brent is the problem. Brent shouldn't get to treat people like this. And but she's still kind of 
asks Simone and Tahani to very gently let Brent know that maybe their portrayals of his portrayals of them in the book were not very kind. And they do in the gentlest way possible. And Brent absolutely explodes. And he ends up calling Simone a mean name. And Chidi comes to her defense. And when Brent shoves Chidi, Chidi punches him out. And so it ends with this kind of mess. And as Eleanor says, they all lost a bunch of points today, I'm sure. And Michael, you know, it, it's looking like hope was maybe not the best decision. But then what happens? So then Jason puts in this point about setting his robes on fire, and then Brent will have to help, right? Because then his robes will be on fire. And Eleanor goes, I know you're just saying this because you think the idea of um, flaming monk robes would look dope, but that might work. And so they all just put this idea, if we put Brent in a situation where he'll just help someone without really thinking about it, like, uh, if somebody... I can't think of an example, but you know what I'm talking about. And Michael was looking at them just come together with a plan last minute and totally, like, like just do it. Um, he was all like, yeah, this is, this is what humans are like. They're really trying. And ultimately, he tells Bad Janet that the question of whether humans are good or bad at their core is the wrong question. He says that the question is, are they trying to be better today than they were yesterday? And, I mean, that's really where we got the name for this podcast, the trying our best. I think that is the big message of the good place as a whole, is that idea of your responsibility is not necessarily to be the best person that has ever lived. Your responsibility is to try to be better and to try to do the best that you can with what you have in front of you right now. And that's what he saw Eleanor and Jason and Tahani doing after they had a really bad day. They all got back together and kept working. And that is the source of his hope. Not the success or failure of those plans, but the fact that they're willing to keep trying because they want to do the best they can. So the story's over. Um, he says to Bad Janet, okay, time to get rid of you. And then he opens the door and lets her go. And Bad Janet's like, wait, what? You said you were going to marbleize me. And he's like, no, I didn't say that. I'm going to let you go back to the bad place. We tried to recruit you to get you on our side, and it didn't work. Keeping you in this cage just seems cruel. Marbleizing you, that's just not the right answer. So we're sending you back home. Except the story is not over. So tune in next week for another episode of Trying Our Best.